everyone, and welcome to the Women in Archaeology podcast. I am one of your rotating panelists, Sarah Head, and I am joined today with my co-hosts, Kirsten, Emily, and Chelsea. How's it going, ladies? Hello. Fabulous. And so today we have a fun topic to discuss. We are going to critically look at archaeology on television um, just in general. We're going to be looking at a bunch of different kinds of shows, even some that are kind of archaeology adjacent. And yeah, so we all had our homework and we all watched a variety of different shows. So there are some overlaps, of course, but for the most part, everybody seems to have a different show that they started watching. Uh, does anybody want to, anybody have like a burning desire to talk about the, <laughs> the show that they watched and, and how it's kind of related to archaeology? Um, I'll pipe in. Um, I, as I mentioned off air, I'll mention again here, I, you really have to twist my arm to watch TV. So I don't have a lot of viewing experience prior to homework given. Um, and I kind of dove into The Dark Tourist, uh, which is sort of a side or related um, show. It's not all or really very little of it appears to be directly archaeology related, but stuff that you would have. Uh, it, what's the best way I can say this? It it, it the reason more why anthropological. People- it is more anthropological. The The reason why people would go to such places has uh, is similar to why people go to archaeological sites, especially once you get into the pseudo-archaeological mindsets. It's pretty parallel. Um, so uh, Dark Tourist is a, is a show. What channel is it on or what streaming service is it on? Um, I found it on Netflix. Because even though, I would say, even though the, though the travel channel is kind of all over the place. This is, I, I'd say this show is, is an anthropological nightmare to the extreme, so that it's hard to imagine even like Travel Channel would take it. Not I, don't, I don't know. Very I, interesting. <laughs> I found, so some of it is, is I kind of had to take, trying to take off my anthropological hat for a minute, as well as looking at it anthropologically. So anthropologically, I agree, it is kind of horrific in a lot of ways the way that the host speaks to some of the people he's interviewing is a little uh, atrocious but again he was a reporter in New Zealand so it's not exactly surprising either considering previous topics that he's taken up a movie he did a while back was about competitive tickling apparently so that caveat aside. Okay, hang on. <laughs> a, this is a thing. B, it's a competition. How? What? <laughs> I don't want to know. I'm terrified right? now. I don't even. Yeah, no. I, he got really well reviewed for that film. Like it actually was a good. It, it was well reviewed by. Well, it's such a weird topic. And, I mean, how do you not yeah. like that? I I don't know. It's bizarre. So I I haven't looked at that so knowing (laughs) keeping this in mind he then goes into dark tourism which is it is a thing and anyone with a macabre interest would probably be a someone that the show is aimed at 
So let's define dark tourism, uh, not the TV show, but let's define the concept of dark tourism real quick. I found an article about dark tourism and what it's all about, um, about the show specifically. It was saying that it's a global phenomenon where people choose to vacation in places associated with death and destruction. So, so it sounds like, you know, sounds like a fun family time. <laughs> I think some of that is that death, particularly in the Western world, has become so taboo and it's not something that people interact with every day in the way that you might have in the past when, um, you know, measles, um, mumps, all these terrible diseases were around and far more active. So because of that, um, the increase in tabooness of death, I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to be like risque. I'm going to be like push the boundaries to some degree to go do this other thing. And I think there's probably a little bit of appeal from there. Because I think it's also important to note that while there are certainly people who are going to these sites who like have an interest in what one might call like macabre uh, artifacts or historical events, there are also people who look like Susie Stepford, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Not to say that what you look like, you know, aligns with your interests, but I just want to make sure we're not being too, I don't know, pointed in the audience. Yes. No, that's true. It's not, it's going to be, I mean, it, it can run the gamut as far as the people who actually watch it or take such interest. And when I say macabre, I'm not just thinking like goth style, but just a fascination or interest in things like Chelsea was saying um, that we don't see or interact with. And just to see what that is like. What are we missing out as a very privileged Western society? And I don't mean, clarify, missing out is not like, oh man, I wish I had that experience. It is what is not giving us the perspective that other humans have? Like, why are we doing the things that we're doing? Why are we where we are at in this place in history? One of the things I found interesting, and uh, granted, I didn't watch like the whole series at all but one of the highlights that I kind of saw was the fact that this guy goes in to various places around the world and again this kind of gets into the colonial dude going in and gawking at um, people in different societies and in certain not being able to see uh, cross-culturally so in the first episode he goes to Colombia and speaks with a gentleman that goes by the nomer of Popeye, who was the hitman for the Colombian uh, cocaine cartel. Yeah, no, cartel. No, Thank no, you. No. That's okay. what I'm looking for. There we go. No, Pablo Escobar. Uh, Escobar, yeah. Escobar. So he he's talking to this guy, and he's asking questions that I am finding offensive that he's asking them point blank. But the guy actually comes around with this really brilliant answer that then the host dismisses. And this answer that he gives is, we come from different worlds where I grew up in order to make a decent living. Like, this is where we were at that time. Like, I didn't feel like I had a choice. I've been able to turn my life around. I've served my time. And this is where we are at. And because of the horrible things that have happened, there is a huge tourist industry in this town, in the city, um, 
that thrives on people coming to see Escobar's grave and learning more about the atrocities he committed in the city. It's like when people go back to Chicago to, you know, learn about the atrocities that were committed in the 20s during the prohibition and just post that. It's interesting to see these stories on television because I think a lot of them are good reminders for people who don't see history portrayed and kind of is a way to visually bring home some of these ideas, but I think it is executed poorly. It's kind of a weird, like, let's reel people in in this direction and then remind them of their humanity. You could take the show with the right perspective. But the way that the host really speaks about and to the cultures that he's interacting with, it is not, I can't Chelsea this one. They're, they're very offensive. Uh, and it's he is yeah. not tactful at all. Well, he's othering them. You know, yeah. it's like making it strange and that whole otherness that makes it like, oh, let's make it more um, a more spectacular show by making it seem different as opposed to being like collective humanity and like look at all these neat cultures. It's it's othering it to the point where it's um, making something so different that it's like look how unacceptable this is. So different yeah. from every other kind of. Thing. And that's the thing that really bothers me about those shows that like, when he went to Indonesia and yes, looked, very. did a, a uh, he participated in a funeral rite with an indigenous group in Indonesia and he just made it, he seemed so disruptive to that group and he was emphasizing just how strange it is where it's like for this group, it's not strange at all. Yeah. Just yeah. So I think this is interesting in that it touches on and is probably going to be the thing that I continue to talk about for this entire episode. <laughs> Okay. Just forewarning. <laughs> I think it touches, or it touches on a lot of the, the themes of a conflict when you start trying to produce archaeology, uh, history, like academia for TV, right? Because in some ways, going and sitting on your butt in the dirt for eight hours a day in 100 degree heat and finding nothing, which happens, is just like not that interesting. So, you know, TV producers want to do something to hook people, to get them interested in coming in. And oftentimes that hook becomes more important than the broader story of, you know, we're all humans. Let's appreciate humanity. The broader story of aliens didn't build, insert thing you think early human couldn't have built. Um, and and I think that, that that otherness, that spectacle, that you know, we want to create something that's going to draw viewers in because we need to make money off of this is, I don't know that it's inherently counter to good archaeology or good anthropology, but I think that if you want to do good archaeology or good anthropology within those constraints, it takes a lot more effort. And it's not effort that I'm seeing very many shows put in. Yeah, oh, very much so. There, there were a couple of segments on the dark, <clears throat> pardon me, on the dark tourist show that I appreciated when he did really pull in the humanity and reminds you that these are people. Um, and one was when he visited Fukushima or didn't quite get that far, but he, it, a lot of it was focusing on the experiences of the tourists that were with him and their reactions and his reaction to their surroundings in this desolate abandoned area and he says in there like that this is it's just a very sad place to be 
brings it home in a very visceral sense. And I think mm -hmm. in some ways, it's the attitude that you go into it with as far as if you wanted to go visit some of the places that he talks about, like bringing with you the perspective that these are serious topics, the Holocaust museums, you know, do get a lot of visitors. And it is not because they want to gawk and mock the people that this occurred to it is in respect and out of remembrance and I think if you take those attitudes into some of these places and a humbleness I think if you take the right thought process in there and he brings it in not consistently but occasionally um, being humbled by the experience and by the your surroundings I think is important um, and that's where I feel like they dropped the ball as the series rolled on. Like in those first couple episodes, there were moments that were like, you know, that's not bad. Other ones, I'm like, you know, button it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think it's it just rolled downhill <laughs> thereafter. Yeah. Emily, you also watched a couple smattered episodes of this. What did what did you think? Um, it it bothered me in general. Um. Because if, I mean, if I'm trying to just think of it in terms of like, what are people going to learn from this? I think it definitely puts it at like, whoa, look at how just weird and crazy things are. And yeah, we should celebrate the diversity of culture that's out there. But it's, this is done in a way that I don't really see so much an appreciation of the like unique differences in the world. It's more of just like trying to make it seem more like a freak show yeah. see that's and that's the feeling that's what bothered me the most yeah I've... and um oh sorry go ahead no finish your thought um and i i uh at my field school um this was a long time ago was in cyprus and he was trying to sneak into the um demilitarized zone of famagusta well you talk to the people that lived there i mean it's still in living memory that this war happened and it's still an ongoing conflict in terms of like people have family that lived in that zone people had to like leave quickly there's people who were killed that during that way and he just like was so flippant about the fact that he just wanted to go into this demilitarized zone and it's unsafe and it's an um it's just it's a complete disregard for the fact like this is in living memory and it, nobody really wants him to do this mm -hmm. so i don't know things like that like the ethical side of it just seems um really wishy-washy that it's kind of like instead of let's celebrate culture it's like let's see how weird it is and yeah i don't know i, I remember that's the thing that turned me off when i saw the preview for it because i it, it came up in my recommendations because i watch a lot of weird shit um <laughs> same with ours actually <laughs> yeah so you know it's just like oh you've watched these things you will like this show and i you know i think i watched well, they got those little like preview things now on Netflix where the show just kind of like plays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I remember watching it and I was just like, this, A, I don't like this guy like at all. His attitude mm -hmm. just was too much, even in the little clip. And then I looked at the topics and yeah, I think that's what it was. I was like, you know, if this guy is going to these places, I don't want to watch that because yeah. he's going to make me cringe internally the entire freaking episode. And even if he did manage to go someplace really neat that I would be interested in, I'm not going to be able to enjoy it because I'm just going to be so focused on him being the representative of like people not of their culture to these people. And it's just like, I don't want to be associated with this guy. Yeah. So... But, you know, we've been trained, you know, differently. We have a much different look at these, you know, view of this kind of stuff. If I was the average 
American citizen who had never gone through an anthropology degree or sat through an anthropology class, I, I don't know if I would feel that way, you know? Well, that's when it becomes kind of dangerous with any of these types of shows, because we do have a different training and it is problematic. But if you're thinking about the average um, watcher, they wouldn't necessarily think of the anthropological, ethical such, like ramifications of the show. Same with like ancient yeah. aliens or diggers or treasure quest. That's like, there are a lot of problems about these shows and the person watching them may not know any better and think, oh, that's what anthropology is about or that's what archaeology is about or just these things are perfectly okay. Right, exactly. Yeah. I think that's why it's really important that we have conversations like this in public spheres so it's not just in an echo chamber with anthropologists and archaeologists talking to each other about how much we just like whatever it is we're watching. <laughs> um, yeah. But I also have looked at the clock and realized that um, we are at the end of our first segment, so maybe we can pick this up in the next bit. Yep, let's go to break real quick, and when we come back, we're going to pick a new show to talk about. Sounds great. During this break, why not check out the Women in Archaeology blog and see the types of posts we've been putting up over the last two years. We've been discussing many different types of topics, from surveys that have been done in the field on what archaeologists are experiencing, all the way to subjects that interest us at this time. You can also see the backlog of episodes, and it's also a way you can contact us about your interest in the episode and any topics you would like us to cover sometime. Again, thanks for listening! And we are back and we are still discussing the wonders of archaeology on television and all of the fantastic and not so fantastic TV shows that are out there depicting what we do in a reality kind of way. So we're not talking Indiana Jones here. We're talking things like Unearthed America and Diggers. And Emily, what are the shows that you watched? All right. So um, I'll give you two bad ones. <laughs> two bad ones. <laughs> there are good ones. Um so one of the ones I, I've seen a few clips on uh, on YouTube, and then it's still an ongoing show. There's there's a new season of it on Discovery. It's called Treasure Quest. And I think one of the biggest problems in archaeology that we have is that whole idea that we, we're looking at the stuff. The thing is, we're looking at the cultural side of that stuff. We're interested in this stuff in a different way. But this is literally about finding gold. It's finding um, important artifacts. And it doesn't get into... Where, where's this stuff coming from? Do they have permission with that country? Are these things being sold? Um, none of their experts that they use are archaeologists. Um, and past seasons indicate the use of black market dealers to show them where there are sites wow. um, to find things. And so they're all about like like episodes called like Big Money and uh, looking for big money. And it, like one of the shows, they're in Bolivia and they're trying to find um like a, a cache of gold spanish coins um and they don't really think about context they're not really recording anything else only the things that have value to them which is incredibly problematic no context and it's just like <laughs> nothing and i looked at kind of just like, like who are these people doing this and all of them are expert treasure hunters like it's their thing and they all like here's somebody with the bobcat here's somebody with this right, so here's my controversial take Maybe we should be glad they don't have any archaeologists on the show because oh, I don't yes. want anyone thinking that any that has anything to do with archaeology. And at least it's called Treasure Quest and makes it clear that it's not academic. It's oh, capitalist. Yeah. It's, 
But then all these folks, I mean, I think there's the idea that it's like it's all about the stuff type of treasure in that sense. And you're totally right. It's good there's not an archaeologist on there, but I was worried about that. Um, Like, is there anything that could give, you know, credence to this show? Um, And kind of like in a similar vein, how it's like all about the stuff. um, It's on the History Channel. It's that famous show, The Curse of Oak Island, and it still has current seasons. it doesn't, and neither of these sh- um, shows claim to be archaeology, but I think people still confuse the show as like excavation, finding about the past, looking for treasures of the past, and so I think you can may misconstrue those. Well, okay, in in Oak Island's storyline, though, yeah, they're looking for the treasure, quote unquote, that is supposedly yes. buried on Oak Island, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. but they do try to pretend like they're doing something legitimate there they bring in again authorities and i don't think very many of them have ever actually had legit creds Mm -hmm. um but they do try to kind of sell what they're doing as like historical and important scholarly scholarly yeah and it's like it's not you guys are just digging holes on this poor island that you have swiss cheesed for the last 200 years yeah And I mean, there's nothing here, guys. And if there was, you've probably already dug through it. So, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just, it's those kinds of shows that make me nervous. Um, Yeah, with the Curse of Oak Island, it's a privately owned island. And, but I don't know if they make that, like, distinction clear. Like, the whole thing about, like, what you can do on private land versus public land and that kind of thing. There's that whole, like, forest fen treasure that's somewhere, like, on public lands than people, like, have they've died trying to find this treasure that somebody has hid and they've Supposedly. vandalized archaeological sites so that kind of problem so on that note well there is a treasure quote unquote um have you guys heard of db cooper no. so one of the shows on the travel channel that look at finding db cooper or his treasure or whatnot because he was i can't remember when this happened i think it was in the 70s this guy robs a bank out of i think seattle hijacks a plane and then parachutes or jumps out of the plane um with like two million dollars or something like that and he was never found so there have been a number of theories. They know where approximately he jumped. Pieces of money have been found. So there is a, has always been a lot of things floating around um, about whether he made it. Um, and like where he landed is within a few miles of my house. If anyone has seen the 2004 movie Without a Paddle, the person that they're searching for and the money that they're searching for is db cooper in that film oh, okay just yeah, as a funny aside so yeah and i think that was one of the shows you mentioned emily was the um like expedition unknown i think it's that show it, it's like buried in there when i was poking around travel oh. channel shows so to, to let you continue on like there are pockets of these travel or these treasure hunting pieces in some of these other shows which is unfortunate um but it's something to keep an eye out for when people are trying to look for good shows in that they can be hidden (laughs) oh that's that's true and i mean there are great examples out there where um they're showing digging they're showing excavation but it's showing in an actual archaeological context like i can't say enough how much i love time team america 
And I yeah. wish it was still running, but I mean, it, it's free. It's on PBS. You can watch it. Uh, everybody should. And it shows the reality and it's a fun show. And it, it is an adventure personalities show. on there. Oh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. And it shows great artifacts and the actual excavation. Whereas these other shows make me so nervous because I've been asked so many times, you know, have you ever found gold? Do you love yeah. finding treasure? And I'm like, that's not what I do. And I think yeah. these shows, they may not say this is what archaeology is, but I do think they get confused with other kinds of archaeology shows. Thanks to characters such as Indiana Jones, Laura Croft, etc., etc. <laughs> yeah, it's really entertaining. Last time we talked about the whole uh, archaeology, was that on the show where most people don't know who Indiana Jones is anymore? Because it's been that long. Yeah, like they know Laura Croft is. And of course, you know, she's evolving into an actual archaeologist. Uh, A lot of people, like they'll put up the bullwhip and they'll put up the hat. And of course you recognize that, but they're like, yeah, now Indiana Jones. And I guess uh, a lot of the kids that are coming through the classes these days don't know who Indiana Jones is. Oh, see, I've had that. I find that interesting. Just my classes started two weeks ago and I had those students go around and ask, like, I was like, okay, why are you taking this course? A lot of them said because of Indiana Jones. Oh, that's still mm. well, that's interesting though. Then, yeah, I wonder what the yeah. difference is. I don't know. Mm. Millennials. No, Ruined. this is new. This is no oh, longer millennials. True. We're millennials. Dang Gen it, we're getting old. X. Um, or no, Y Z. Gen Z. Z. <laughs> what are they now? Like, wait, back up. We're going the wrong way in the <laughs> alphabet. Gen Z. <laughs> okay, two things. First off, it's not always Gen X's fault. Secondly. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the fucking letter X. It's the Roman numeral 10. Oh. <laughs> the things you learn. Which makes me giggle that Gen Y became a thing. I know. It irritates me, goddammit. Anyway. <laughs> Neither here nor there. Uh, so this is... Those are the shows you watched. And yes, Time Team America is an excellent show. Um, did not get enough press. Does not get enough airtime. I'm not even sure most people know that we had a Time Team America. No, Um, Time Team UK is very, very popular. Time Team UK is incredibly unpopular. uh, Incredibly popular. Uh, I don't know if it's still on the air. I feel like it finally wrapped up, but they were on the air for like 11 years or something like that. Like they had a very long run. Um, But the UK has a different relationship with archaeology and documentary style shows than we do mm-hmm. um, here in America. And I, I've noticed this as I've been, you know, researching archaeology and, and the media for the most part that, you know, the UK and I don't know all about Europe, but like I can't talk about like England and that kind of crap. They they take a, stuff with a lot more grains of salt than we apparently do as a as a group. And they have just better television when it comes mm-hmm. to uh, factual documentaries and that kind of stuff. Where over here, when you get to America, I mean, we don't, to my knowledge, there is not a show on television today that is factual archaeology. Everything that portrays archaeology that's on the streaming networks and the, that that's, current not things that have stopped like time team america mm-hmm. um there are currently no television shows that are depicting the reality of archaeology they're all things like unearthed america which has a new season coming up it's things like megan fox's uh show um legends of the lost and 
stuff like that where we're looking at the mysteries of mm. archaeology and we're othering any culture that isn't ours and it's always white europeans or aliens so you know? i do think yeah if i may interject oh oh no emily if you wanted to say you should oh just real quick um there are two great shows that have happened in the last um two years and um just in this last year as well but they are in pbs and not everybody has access or knowledge of pbs um there's native america which hmm. is not directly archaeology but features um archaeologists but um specifically uh goes into um it's all about america's first peoples so indigenous nice. communities going back fifteen thousand years and it has oral traditions and stories and um elders and um, native american archaeologists so it doesn't necessarily show archaeology, but it features that. But there are only four episodes. And then there's the America from the ground up. And then there have been yeah. two seasons of that. And again, on yeah. PBS. And it explores um, archaeo- America's archaeological history um, all over the place and in the United States. But again, on PBS. And doesn't necessarily mean it has as wide-reaching an audience as something like the History Channel or Discovery. For whatever Why? reason, because, because it is a public... Blah, it's like people using all Spotify and not listening to the radio anymore. Well, yeah, yeah. that's that's the thing. They need to get their shit online where everybody is and stop yeah. trying to... So I think archaic. a lot of PBS is online, one. Oh, it is. Yeah. Is it? But it's not always open access. Sometimes you have to pay to be able mm. to watch some of the shows. On PBS? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called PBS Passport. Oh, wow. that's, that's unfortunate because... That really is unfortunate, yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, like myself, and I think one of us, I think it was Emily, I don't have TV. Was that you? I don't think any of us own televisions. So Time Team America, it is still free. Um, But there are shows, as soon as it's been aired, and then it has a certain time frame in which it's available on the internet where you don't have to pay. Ah. Um, Hmm. And then it goes to where you have to have some kind of membership and then obviously pbs needs the funding but it's unfortunate that we can't have such quality programming on something like the history channel i mean all they'd have to do is like maybe give it a sexier title and to draw people in and be like haha fooled you this is real archaeology yeah it's a a shame that there isn't like a governing body that could give the public broadcasting channel more public funds so that they could be free to the public Yeah. yeah that's a damn shame Damn. <laughs> Sorry. Right. How politically are we taking this? <laughs> Let's go all That'll the be, way. All the That'll way be my one to the top. For the evening. To the Sorry. top. <laughs> no, and on, on an, another both political but non-political note, if you Google the show Native America, make sure you add on TV show because otherwise I get a lot of Elizabeth Warren. Oh. <laughs> <Huh>. <laughs> oh, man. Which is not... Not a thing. Anyway, moving on. Yeah. yeah she got to walk that shit back. Uh, so the yeah. thing that I was going to say oh. before we went onto this time team, who yes, slightly political, but no, Sorry. it's great. I love it. <laughs> is that Syria has mentioned that there are some differences between like the UK and some of broader Europe and how they interact with archaeology and archaeology TV shows. And I think there are a couple things. One it has to do with the definition of archaeology and the definition of like the value kind of like historical thought around archaeology and anthropological theory and interested in how you know modern complex societies evolved and in the early 1900s late 1800s 1700s there's a lot of value put on 
Western civilization because they knew it, they understood it, it was theirs, they were a little bit more respectful of it, whereas when they went somewhere else and were confronted with something new, they would say, oh, this is interesting, let's talk to them and ask them about their opinions and be friends with them. They said, great, we're going to take over, we want your resources. Um, and a lot of that comes through to today. And, yeah. you know, most people when you talk about archaeology in the U.S., you're like, oh, this is like the latest stuff you'd ever do. It's like 1500s. I'm like, no, go away. Actually, no, stay here. I want to lecture you for five minutes. <laughs> um, but, but kind of what is archaeology? What's worthwhile looking at? So I think in places like Europe, where a lot of what you're going to find there is going to be what the, the, the discipline was built on and what it was founded on, it just doesn't ask the same kinds of moral and ethical questions. It asks different ones, for sure. Um, but I do think it's a very different relationship that has to do with the founding of the field and that needs to be taken into account when we're talking about why Europeans might not have the same relationship to archaeology and archaeology shows um, and some of the same mythical crazy and that being said, like they still do their mystical crazy stuff. I don't know if any of one here has ever seen the British TV show An Idiot Abroad. It is so, <laughs> so colonial. Yeah. And I just do an entire episode on it. Yeah. Uh, I love that show. I love that show. I'm sorry. It's supposed to be comedy, uh, isn't it? Wow. So I, I think it is technically supposed to be comedy. I've had some conversations with some Brits about it that I find highly worrying. The Idiot Abroad? That's um, Gervais' Not show. all Brits. Oh, wow. Really? Uh, that would be very interesting to talk about. You know. That's frightening. But no, you're right. There is, there is a definite... There is some very distinct differences between the way American archaeologists interact with and understand archaeology and the way um, the handful of British archaeologists appear to interact with archaeology and it there also seems to be keep in mind these are just based off of my personal experiences um there does seem to be a bit of an age divide mm -hmm. as far as uh how mm -hmm. problematic the interaction is um but i i feel like you could actually say the same thing about here in the states honestly it's just different things are getting different reactions from people so but i mean it's 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 very stark in my yeah. opinion the, the differences that we have i mean a lot of it revolves around um the display of human remains and and that kind of stuff and it's you know i mean for us that's a problem but i think as chelsea was pointing out earlier we have living peoples that we are you know chin to chin with here i guess it's not really an issue over there I guess it I think it probably depends. But my experience working um, in Europe, which was far more limited than Chelsea, so she can correct me on other parts of Europe. But in Malta, I had my uh, museum and I did a curator internship and I ended up doing working with human remains and attempting an MNI and my supervisor or the head curator had come by and been like, oh, you should open the door so people like, can no. poke in and see what you're doing. Because I had closed everything up because I was working with human remains. And I was like, um, that doesn't right. like, are you sure? <laughs> um, and we had a, a really interesting conversation about the attitudes around human remains and some of it from the cultural perspective that she explained to me 
was that being pre-Christianized remains, it was not an issue. So, so I would say that even for Christian remains, um, my experience kind of all around Europe is that they are much more willing to let the public see human remains, have them on display in museums, have them on, you know, posters, on yeah. television documentaries. And I realize that this is not always the you know most common take in our field. And this may have something to do with the amount of time that I have spent in Europe. But you know, if it's done for a, if it's done respectfully, and if it's done regardless of you know age, sex, gender, race, sexual orientation, everyone is being treated equally. You know the fact that in this country we pretty much only put mummies on display is very othering, and for some reason people think mummies are different mm-hmm. and more okay, even though they have flesh attached to them. I'm not really sure what's going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, some need to investigate, but you know. If you have the consent of the population that you're working with and everybody is being treated the same, I actually think that showing human remains can be a very valuable point to start having some difficult conversations with populations to get people to think about some things that people don't think about anymore again because, you know, all these terrible diseases have been mostly eradicated because of vaccines so go vaccinate your children we want them to stay gone um it's my political yeah. plug right. for the, the episode Especially I don't know political like in the northwest health. goodness gracious how dare you how no dare i'm with you promote vaccine, we've but... been living a measles outbreak up here for a few months <laughs> or a few yeah. weeks at least all right, well, let's go to break real quick. And when we come back, um, I'm going to talk about the wackadoos that are on television. <laughs> Hooray! Yay! During the break, why not check out the Women in Archaeology Patreon account? And there you can learn how to support the Women in Archaeology podcast and blog, and check out some of the blog posts we've been posting on our blog. You can see the different ways to become a patron of the Women in Archaeology, from $2 to $5 to $10, or even just showing your support and interest is always great. Thank you very much for listening, and hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. And we are back and we're still talking about archaeology as it's represented on TV, looking at um, documentary style television shows uh, that you might find on such laudable channels as History Channel and Travel Channel and National Geographic and Spike TV had one for a while, didn't they? Yeah, they had diggers, didn't they? Yeah. That was their thing. So my television shows... And Netflix now. Yeah, Netflix and Hulu now. I've actually watched most of my shows off of Hulu because that's what I've subscribed to. Um, but yeah, so if people follow my show at all, they know that I do a lot of pseudo-archaeology. And there's quite a bit of that on the television. And probably the two biggest shows that have come up recently, with the exception of Agent Aliens, which I'm, I think we're all going to jump on here in a bit. But uh, there was uh, Scott Walter's America Unearthed. And uh, there's also last year, through the month of December, actually, uh, Megan Fox of Transformer fame, apparently, 
uh, she got her own show called uh, Legends of the Lost. And, you know, we the archaeological community really reacted to the Megan Fox one, I think, a lot more solidly than I've ever seen them react to anything, honestly, except for maybe <laughs> Nazi diggers. I think that one was the last thing that I saw everyone crawl oh, out of yeah. the woodwork for. Um, but yeah, so this, this Megan Fox show, it, it's the same vein as the Scott Walter show. It's just, you know, if for this episode, for this show, we have a, a female lead as opposed to a male lead, which was kind of refreshing. I mean, props. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's the same kind of thing, you know, Ooh, here's this mystery and we're going to go solve it by looking at archaeological evidence and talking to people in authority and asking them questions and you know as a premise it sounds great that's exactly what you would want to do you know you have a question you want to talk to people in authority and you want to see evidence the problem with it was um with with fox's show the problem was is she went into it with of course a, a predetermined outcome um and with walter's show he just goes off the deep end i'm sorry he just like <laughs> he's nuts i'm sorry but fox at least i I hate to say i'm impressed with her show but like i was impressed with the amount of access that she managed to get to so many archaeology sites and archaeologists and artifacts in general i mean she got some amazing access i'm I'm very impressed with that Mm -hmm. the conclusions she chose to draw after the fact were uh, very misleading and when we dealt <laughs> when we dealt with the um denny sovin giants episode yeah that one was just i'm sorry it's just straight up racist um but these are the kind of shows unfortunately that get seen i mean oh. scott walter's show had a four season run fox had at least a season ancient aliens is on season too many 12 or 13 so that's 12 or 13 years that that show has been on the air too way too long yeah way too freaking long (laughs) and i mean it's the same premises for all of these shows you know like they pick they pick something that isn't a mystery or something that isn't a controversy and then drum it up make make something out of it and then just kind of pull stuff out of the ether to tie it together (laughs) like walter's big thing always seems to come down to well walter's big thing is um transoceanic travelers came to america Mm. so white europeans came to america either before native americans ever got here or they came here after native americans got here brought all of the culture that native americans have and then vanished somehow that's that's mm-hmm. usually it's like where'd they go it's like well, yeah i mean that's 19th century obsession with the phoenician thought it's the, it's the exact yeah. same thing it's usually yeah. phoenicians or minoans or vikings or romans or white people yeah white people because i know there's like for great zimbabwe like they believed it had to be like queen of sheba and the phoenicians and all this stuff and it's like or it could have just been the people, you know, that live down the road. They're yeah. ancestors. <laughs> people that were already there. I mean, that are still human, there. Guys. Yeah. Right. 
just saying. Um, but that's usually Walter's thing. Um, Fox was kind of the same premises when she finally got around to it. Um, I think with hers, it was some, I don't know. Hers was like weirdly couched in like religious ideology. And magic. Yeah. Well, that's where the religion thing came in a lot. Like she had a, a unique fuzzy twist on it. Um, I'm, I'd be really interested to see if we get a second season out of that and to see like where she goes with it from there. I mean, on the one hand, I hope she doesn't. And on the other hand, I'm just kind of interested to see what happens. Mm -hmm. So now there is a new show that's starting on, well, what will be Sunday. I don't know when this is going to air. So probably it will already have aired and it's called, um, America's lost Vikings. Because apparently Vikings is like the thing this year. They're pretty cool. I mean, yeah, Vikings are cool. I like Vikings. (laughs) I am a little concerned about the show. I've only seen one episode. And I mean, to start off with, the name of the show is America's Lost Vikings. So the premise is they're going to see how far into America the Vikings actually got. Hmm. Exactly. Did Sarah Parkak already do that? Like a- yeah. Guys, the answer is they didn't. We're talking about <laughs> the geographical bounds of like modern day, like United States of America. And I don't know what they're using as the definition of America. Like one, they didn't. Two, if you're talking about like North America, South America, um, you know, they did get to Chelsea. Meadows. Chelsea, they got to Arizona. <gasps> they got to Arizona. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there are yeah, runestones in Arizona. <laughs> if you're gonna be bringing up Vikings, there's probably gonna be some angst coming from this this side of the conversation. Also, the Kensington Stone is not real; <laughs> it's tangible. It was not created no. a thousand years ago. No, here's my Don't favorite bring one. That up. Now, here's my favorite one. Um, there's a uh, there's a, this is something that was on the Scott Walter show. There's a stone out in the west, and I want to say it's somewhere in Nevada or Arizona. It's called the Anubis Stone, and Chelsea, it is solid proof that there were Vikings in that area because there's Ogwim written on it. And that's why it's oh. called the Anubis Stone. <laughs> there are so many things wrong with I mean, that, that episode. Statement. I loved that episode so much because like by the end of it, my brain actually hurt and I was just like, I don't I'm lost. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. But that's the scary thing. We know better. Anybody outside of archaeology wouldn't be like, oh cool. You know, I yeah, sure. Know that. I mean, Celtic Egyptian Vikings. It's totally Why not. <laughs> it's totally what happened. That That's somehow like, made it to the middle of the fucking desert in America somehow. Uh, but yeah, so there's so this this show is new, and uh, I'm apprehensive because like the the people heading it up, there are two actual archaeologists. Um, oh no! One of them's an underwater guy. The other one's a CRM guy. Um, oh. they, That's not good. They're cred. They're credited people. They're one of them's an RPA. I'm sure the other one could be if he filed the paperwork for it. So I will actually say, from an underwater perspective, there are lots of Viking material that gets right, found right, right. from sunken ships and things. So having an underwater guy isn't inherently problematic. No, me. no, no. Neither no. of these two guys are problematic, other than neither of them have any expertise in Viking archaeology or Norse archaeology. I mean, they're yeah. This is not their field. Um, so if you set that aside, I mean, they're both North American guys. They're both, 
supposedly they've both traveled all over the world and looked at other archaeological sites. But again, that doesn't make you an expert. You know, you, you're an expert in the area you work in. That's how this works. Um, so, like, I'm wondering how much of the show is just clickbaity. Like, maybe they're just trying to turn it on their head. And the reason I say this and the reason I have hope is because uh, the two guys that are in uh, America's Lost Vikings also were in another show last year called Found that was on the History Network, which is surprising, I understand. I mean, hold on. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs> the premises of Found was they put together an archaeological um, company, kind of like a CRM crew of several archaeologists not just these two guys but they were part of a team who would they they asked people to send them their weird artifacts and to come and look at them and so they sent these different archaeologists off to go talk to different groups of people to look at their weird things and i've only seen the first episode of found so i mean it could go off the deep end but the in the first episode i think they look at four or five different artifacts quote unquote and they debunked all of them uh, they didn't at any point like the very first one they look at it's a really kind of weird looking disc thing with a hole in the middle of it and it's got all these little squiggly shapes all around it and then the two guys that found it they're like oh yeah we think it's minoan and both Sounds of the like archaeologists <laughs> spindle world yeah both of these archaeologists were like um it's probably not minoan <laughs> and they were able to actually look it up and find out what it was and it's the base of a horseshoe game yeah and all oh. of the, the weird squiggly symbols were different cattle brands that so they're they able had... to, to debunk things yeah oh, and that's cool the whole episode was like that they at no point were like no no it's roman you know at no point did they do that they they were very polite about it when they revealed it to people it's really promising though it, yeah. it was i was like i really like this show they did a really good job these are all qualified people they're being very nice to the people they're talking to i mean you could tell people were not happy that their you know legionnaire or their roman legionnaire coin turned out to be just a decorative piece of metal that came off of someone's costume but you know whatever he was still nice about it yeah um but like i said those two of those guys are the leads on this uh america's lost viking show so what i'm really kind of hoping is it's just gonna be two guys just being goofballs on television looking for vikings and basically just debunking the idea that vikings made it past lonsa meadows which the first episode is about lonsa meadows mm-hmm so there's really not a whole lot for me to <laughs> really tear apart there because, again, I'm not I'm not an expert in Lonsa Meadows. Uh, the only thing that they have done so far that really irritated me was they completely just kind of forgot the fact that Anne Inkstead even existed um, and just credited the entirety of Lonsa Meadows to her husband. <sighs> and they, they did not mention her once, and I'm a little piffed about that that just means we have to have them on our show and be like so so why'd you do that <laughs> you, do, you do realize that everything that's published about lance meadows has both of their names on it correct like literally everything why would you yeah. not mention her well maybe it makes me wonder if she um didn't want to be associated with it if they had asked 
she passed away in like oh i'm sorry yeah, i did passed not know away that quite a while ago yeah i was not aware sorry that's okay her okay, husband then only they recently should passed have away so her name there's yeah, no exactly. excuse then because i was like well why not just be on the show maybe she didn't want it as well they and i'm sure her name then chelsea will enjoy this of course you know they do play Are mention you sure to- i'm going to enjoy it <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm going to have a little bit of perverse joy telling you about it. So <laughs> they do spend like they do play a little bit of lip service to the whole idea that most Vikings were not violent, warmongering, kill, kill, death machines. But all of the imagery and all of the weird stuff that they're doing throughout the season appears to play into that stereotype of that Vikings it does. There's even one of the guys, I love this guy, one of the guys, he's like, yeah, I got Viking blood. I'm a Viking. I got Viking blood. And I'm just like, dude, stop. You're an archaeologist. You know how this yeah. shit works. Knock it off. <laughs> but like you said, with hope, maybe they're just trying to reel the right audience in to convince I them really... to stop being douchebags. Yeah, I really hope that it's just going to be like archaeology dude bros doing archaeology dude bro shit. And, but it's still archaeology, you know? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what I'm hoping for right now. Well, we'll cross our collective feminist fingers. Dude. Yeah. Dude, brah, let's go out and look at the Viking. <laughs> yeah. See, see, Chelsea, didn't you like that? Didn't you like that? <laughs> yes. I'm a Viking. I mean, so this goes back to exactly what I was talking about earlier <laughs> in the show, where I was mentioning that reality and what is necessarily appealing for TV do not necessarily match, right? Because we've got two guys right. who said, oh, you know, I'm going to at least mention that Vikings weren't all warmongers and sleeping and pillaging and plundering, but that's not what's going to make good TV, so that's not what ends up there. And whether it's the two archaeologists, whether it's the network, like what sort of behind the scenes interplay was going on there? I don't know whether these two yeah, guys were it's like really hard to tell. Right, like we're really upset about this. We don't want this interplay to be going on. And the network was like, or we don't want you know to give this idea. And the network was like, we'll allow you to put a brief paragraph in about the fact that not everyone was, but like we want people to watch the show, right? And with the TV show Vikings, you know, warriors Vikings, right. like they're sexy. If people are trying to cash in on that. The interest from the TV show. Um, But again, I don't know that these two things combine well or without some effort. And I think that effort needs to be made. And I will potentially be writing a very angry blog post in the future. We'll see. (laughs) I think you should, honestly. I think you should watch the show when it comes out on Sunday. And I think you should address it because I value your opinion on these kind of things. Um, But this also goes back to one of the larger issues I have with these kind of shows, and that is their target audience. Their target mm-hmm. audience is men. There's very, I mean, if there's a woman on the show, she's unfortunately a token and these shows specifically target and, and white men, no less. Even yeah. this show with its two archeologists, they're both men. They're both grisly looking white dudes. I mean, they, the show itself, you know, completely writes out an ink stand. They don't mention any of the artifacts that were found that hint at the fact that there were women. 
at Lonsomato's. It's just men were here. This is a man's room. This smells like mm. men. I mean, these are literal things that they said in the show. Mm. Oh. And that they're like, it smells like men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, there's apparently a recreation of one of the the buildings at Lonsomato's, and it's a longhouse with sleeping compartments. And I guess in the back of the building, there's a what is effectively a closet bed so like you can get into the bed and close the door and you're cut off from the rest of the world um and they think that that was like the head guy's bedroom and the the one the guy who thinks he's a viking went to the back and crawled into the bed and he's like yeah this is a man's bed and it's just like dude shut up okay dude everyone smelled terrible back exactly. then right what is this man's bed nonsense? <laughs> we right? smelled. He says it's not a woman's bed. We smelled bad yeah. equally. <laughs> I don't even know if it smelled bad. It's a reproduction. Like they've just built the damn thing. It probably smells like an old building. I mean, it's nobody actually lives there. <laughs> but it's just... quite frankly, I hope they made it smell bad because whenever I go to those like historical um, recreation type places and it smells like daisies and potpourri i'm like no <laughs> this is wrong it's stank Please you stop. guys i want the smell yeah oh okay. yeah the best museum i've ever been to is the jorvik viking museum in oh, york england and they I'm do so that they, they have stinky parts and it's like yeah <laughs> okay so i have some comments about york jorvik as well that i'm not going to go into here but we should talk about it <laughs> i have a thing about all of the viking things all the viking things <laughs> yes, they like, make them i have opinions <laughs> That's right. You're a resident expert. That is true. Is, actually. At some point, we'll have to get your take on the show Vikings, since that's equally popular with the archaeology shows on Vikings. Oh, right. That thing that I watched 20 minutes of and rage quit? That thing? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, the first challenge is going to be getting her to watch a whole episode of it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> well, guys, we are on... We're getting very close to the end. Do we want to collectively gang up on ancient aliens or do we aliens. just want to say yes. it's we stupid. hate it so much it's so it's we so do. bad we hate it I we have to it's been on the air this long Every, everything oh, yeah. is well, everything. it's all wrong yes there's that okay, is pretty so much a it. recent example of so this is an a current episode that's happening this year it's how <laughs> these seven stone giants Stand guard over the Pacific Island, but what are they protecting from, and from whom? And there's an ancient astronaut theory, theorist that it's like these like bizarre figures are um, proof of extraterrestrial origins of protecting people. They're talking about Easter Island. And... I was just gonna ask you what you were talking about. Exactly. And wow, okay, that's what they're talking about. It's Easter Island, the stone figures yeah. there, and it's like no, Look. those are proof of extraterrestrial origins and that's why they were built to protect the Pacific. It's like, no. Okay, A, that concept comes straight out of a comic book. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and B, everybody knows the Easter Island statues are buried up to their necks because their feet, their bodies go all the way through the planet <laughs> and their feet are actually Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, that's also pseudo-archaeology. <laughs> Oh, I don't know weird. how you would. Like, <laughs> also impossible, just saying. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I am actually going to sit down and watch the latest season of, of uh, Ancient Aliens. I'm actually on episode, I think, three. I don't know. They, they blur together after a while. 
Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to compare it to the first season because I remember watching the first season. So we're just going to see how terrible it's gotten. Um, Over time. How long? Or if it's just pretty much stayed the same. But yeah, no, I mean, these are these are real things that need to be talked about. And I mean, I, I've made a hard stance on Twitter about this. Pretty much all ancient alien theories, I would say all ancient alien theories are pretty much racist. And yeah. whether oh, you incredibly. are racist or not, if you're buying into archaeological, if you're buying into ancient alien theories, you're buying into racist ideology. Which, so, in contrast, know, I had an argument with someone about this not too long ago is distinct from thinking that aliens might be out there because someone was like that is correct do you believe in aliens i'm like that they visited us or that they might exist because those are distinct and so that conversation led into like all the philosophical things that come behind that but the point being is the racism that you're mentioning in case people aren't aware of what that connection is is that the in order to think and to truly believe that something was more likely to be brought from another planet and placed here for some ungodly known reason is more likely to, to think that that is more likely than the people who live there built it is dismissing the abilities and uh, culture and general intellectual ingenuity that people have everywhere and that white colonialists were the only ones to really be able to construct these types of things is like you're saying it's it may not be directly racist or people may not recognize it as such coming from that but that belief is inherently racist yeah yeah. exactly it's i mean we massively problematic i mean it's just harkens back to that whole thing of how phoenicians built it minoans built it it's the exact same premise it's just instead of inserting white european you're inserting alien and it's still the same thing people are capable Um, full stop let's start believing that right exactly are you alive today that's because human beings are capable of doing things i mean otherwise our species wouldn't exist it's just it's just that simple yeah, um, but we we are out of time, and as much as I do love talking about this kind of crap because I have an entire <laughs> podcast based around it, um, we do have to go. Ladies, thank you very much for joining me today, and thanks for letting me be back on the show as well. It's great having you. Yeah, always and was fun. I will say, yeah, it was fun, and I will say yeah. a hearty goodbye to everyone. Goodbye. Bye.